0: ...put him on his back, Thurston, right foot kick, down the ground, into the in goal almost, Hodgson cuts it off, Hodgson taken by Norton, he took him late, Marshall skips away, Marshall skips away, Marshall's still going, Marshall's got Richards coming up outside, now inside, Richards pursued, he puts a jumps to the Boom. Tuesday, 7th of February, 2023. Uh, you're here for another episode of the Tiger Town Podcast, episode four for the year, Toby. Are we up to four already?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, Toby, hi, how are you going? You are
1: there. Good yeah. evening,
0: sir. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So. I think we're episode four, which is uh Yeah, it's flown by. Flying. Time flies when you're not having fun.
1: Oh, we'll be having fun this week.
0: Tiger Town podcast. Podcast where two fellas normally in hats, tonight wearing polo shirts, sit down and have a bit of a yarn about the West Tigers and everything to do with the West Tigers. Why? Because we love them. Yeah, for good or bad. Rightio, sir. What's been happening? Speaking of having a yarn, how's your week been? What's been doing? Oh, mate, just uh,
1: prepping for baby number two. It should be, geez, could be any day now. So that'll be uh interesting one. Might um might have a screaming baby in the background next pod, which will be funny.
0: But uh yeah, apart from that, just plug along at work. What about yourself? Yeah, much of the same, without the preparing for uh baby number two in the immediate in the immediate future. Um, but other than that, yeah, work is work is work is work, and um, got to be honest with you. Getting a couple of little rumbles in my nether regions in terms of the countdown to the season proper, and with football just around the corner, the know. tingles are happening. I'm getting excited. The intonation in my voice is going up. It's nice. It's very, very nice. It's uh, how good. How good is this time of year? The anticipation's building, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And
1: now with like, you know, all the preseason games being televised. I remember, you know, back in the day, we used to. Yeah, we were stoked if there was one of one preseason game on Fox Sports. Um, I remember years and years ago we ended up going like we didn't have Foxtel at the time. And you and I went and went to my brother's house who had Foxtel just to watch Tigers game in preseason.
0: Yeah, you're saying that as years and years ago, like we throw it back even further. Um we're old enough to remember and not saying we're old, we're old enough to remember that. You know, like I used to, Sundays for me, in the season proper, this is the proper NRL or ARL round. um, I'd be listening to ABC Radio 92.3 on the mid to north coast of New South Wales um, on a Sunday waiting for the score updates for Around the Grounds with Peter Pesolsis or whoever was doing the Around the Grounds because they they weren't televising uh, that game or it was the earlier games maybe on the Sunday. And the main radio game wasn't even your team's game, so you were listening for the updates every five to ten minutes, and that was how you actually followed the game. Jesus, you've got a now, you've got a memory. Oh, I just that was my childhood, like, and and much later in terms of age than than you might think. Um, that was every Sunday, be on the listening there on the radio, and that was only if um, your team didn't get a run on a Friday or a Sunday afternoon on Channel 9 on the actual games, which is the four o'clock. And this was back on Friday night footy days. So they had one game at 7.30. Yeah. Um,
1: and then, they, then when they uh, decided to do the two games,
0: one at 7.30, one at uh, 9.30, you'd turn off the, the news so they didn't ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apologies, it was the 8.30 game because Better Homes and Gardens used to be on 7.30 when <laughs> they only had one on a Friday night. I remember that for years. Like that was years, um, yeah. and that was that was childhood. Yeah. And I reckon even that would have. I even that's good English, sack. Um, I'd say that it would have even been the case that uh, that was mid late nineties when the teams maybe post Super League or even pre Super League where there were more teams. There was twenty teams in the ARL at one point. Yeah,
1: yeah. at
0: the Crushers and the Rams and the Mariners and
1: yeah,
0: um, even across Super League and ARL. Um,
1: the merger happened and yeah. then yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Balmain and 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 the Magpies and
1: oh no, when the merger, yeah, anyway. when the merger of the NRL and the Super League happened, there was like twenty teams.
0: Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, for one year. Yeah, I think they only lasted one year, and then they dropped the Rams, the Mariners, the Crushers, the Reds, the Reds, the Chargers. Hmm. Yeah, because Gold Coast, Gold Coast themselves were out of the comp for a little while before they came back as the Titans, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they didn't come
1: back until uh, two thousand and seven, I think.
0: Seven, yeah. Yeah. So they were they were the Giants, <laughs> and then the Seagulls. I remember them fondly as the Seagulls. So do seagulls, I. and that was a good color strip. Oh White, no, I probably remember White, black and it was the red. I remember it was the Crushers. And man. then While Seagulls became there. the Crushers. Uh, no, no, sorry. Seagulls became the Chargers, which was aqua, aqua and black. Yeah, I remember that. Wes Patton played for Balmain. He went and played for the. The charges, the South Queensland Crushers was the second Brisbane team,
1: ah,
0: which was the like goldy mustard color, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I've and just
1: then, I've still got to cough, people. So no, no, you know, you're right, cough, you're still yeah. carrying
0: it. If you hit mute, yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and then you had the um, uh, the Rams and the Mariners that just looked like that same curvy spiky outfit that you'd buy from one of those pre-made jersey companies these days just with different yeah. colors hey
1: um you can't you like there, there's a couple of jerseys out there that you they that would still run rings around like if you talk about the worst jerseys in history i don't know how you can go past the broncos check it the
0: diamonds well they were shit oh really people love that the old tra- travel world one that's a vintage i reckon they- There's been a lot worse than that. They had like an, they themselves had a, yeah, you're still carrying a bit, (laughs) still struggling a bit there, mate. Um, I think the Broncos at one stage had like an aqua, uh, aqua blend. They went, they went weird at one point. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Turquoise.
0: Yeah. Like a turquoise color.
1: Yeah. I remember that one.
0: Yeah. It was weird. And like they had pink, pink piping or like a, I don't know. They went a bit funky in the mid 2000s thousands. The Western Reds I always liked I, I always thought they were um, I don't know, they just something about them. There's, there's something about the fact that, you know, Perth could have a team, you know, Western Reds is a great name, great title, great mascot. Their colours were cool. They they were ARL, so they weren't the sleek polyester Super League flashy designs. It was the big heavy cotton jerseys.
1: Yeah, cotton jerseys. the way to go, weren't
0: yeah. they? I like Western Reds, same way that I, I still like the old North Sydney Bears. Concept as a club, but um anyway, yeah. Speaking of speaking of old times, is a good little segue. Yeah, Jesus,
1: we just went down and tripped down memory lane, didn't we? Absolutely, that's good. That's what Go it's on about.
0: On. Like we said, having a yarn. That's what. Yeah. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Speaking Speaking of what we're here for, we're here to talk football. And guess what's coming up? Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be tomorrow on Thursday, the 9th of February. Toby, guess what's happening on Thursday, the 9th of February? I think there's a darts championship on. There is. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what we're going to talk about tonight.
1: (laughs) I don't even know if there is a darts championship going on. Yeah,
0: there is. Eagle van Malsen versus uh, Sebastian von Klout. You just
1: made those names up.
0: I did. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, our preseason starts. Our preseason starts, the preseason starts. There's football on Thursday. Who's excited? Put your hands up. I see you out there. I see all of you. Okay. West Tigers play the Warriors. Well, is it the West Tigers? Is it the Warriors? Probably our B through G squad, maybe.
1: Uh, we've got some. we got some players in there that I'm uh that are probably likely to make the uh the first grade side. Um
0: Explain to our listeners how this first trial normally works, Tope. Nine times out of ten,
1: the first trial is your reserve grade team getting a bit of uh, miles in their legs.
0: Not only that, not only reserve grade, but what your fringes, your up and comers, yeah, your flags, things like that. They just they get a bit of um, get
1: a bit of miles in their legs. You know, get ready for what may come. Um, yeah, I'd, like, but in saying that, you have a look at the Warriors sheet on paper. That doesn't look like a B-grade squad to me. They're going a bit hard out already.
0: Yeah, they've got a couple of first graders in there for sure. But I guess in many ways, so do we. You know, our back five um, have all played NRL football. Charlie Staines, Junior Tupo, Asuka Poe, Tommy mm.
1: Um.
0: So I guess in that sense. um. Yeah, so uh, being that it's an opportunity for uh, young up-and-comers or a few journeymen to get a bit of a run, try out a few combinations... Usually these are people on the periphery of the first grade squad, either they're training in trials or they're someone who is in the, I guess, spots 18 through 30 of the squad, probably not the top 17 or maybe possibly top 17 coming back from injury. They want to see a few combos. They just want to see what they've got and they'll play around with a few things. Largely, the trials aren't taken overly serious. And then particularly the first one and the second one, they'll start to put in some of our better combinations, um, possibly hold back a couple of our super key players, but um, uh yeah, just another chance to sharpen up the tools a little bit more what you might be expecting to see in terms of most of the players come round one. And then obviously we have a couple of weeks off and then we start at the beginning of March with round one against the Titans at Leichhardt Oval. So I might just very quickly run through who we've named Um and then we can uh start to break it down, talk about it and mention, um yeah, basically provide a bit of commentary on, on, on the squad that's been named. So we've got Charlie Staines at fullback, excuse me, Junior Tupo, and uh, Liam Scolari on the wings. I'll talk a bit more about him in a second. Uh, Asu Kapoa Jake and Tommy Taliar in the centres. Good to see Tommy Taliar back named in the West Tigers jersey. Now, 5'8", we've got Tristan Riley. Number seven, new addition, Brandon Wakem out of the Bulldogs. Uh, Stephanie Toikamanu, captaining the side, the big fella from prop, yeah. um, and starting up front with uh, Asatasi James. We've got Jakey Simpkin as the starting hooker. Brandon Tumuth signed on, or re-signed, sorry, young fellow last year. Fanil Polley is actually featuring in the second row in the trial. I think there's a few probably whispers a, about him. Probably a prop, which is interesting. Yeah, a few, uh, there was a few whispers at the back end of last season into the start of the, the pre-season that he may be um, tested there. So I guess we get a chance to see a few bits and pieces. Justin Matamua locking the scrum, which who we're familiar with made his debut last year. Jareen Buller, we've mentioned. We'll talk a bit more about him on the bench. Number 15, Jordan Hill, 16 Trey Penny, and 17 Josh Felidi, who we've mentioned in the last couple. A few names coming down here you may or may not uh, recognize Christopher Faagutu, Sioni Vahu, Zane Camro, Sioni Fainu, Rua Natakura, Alex Seifarth, and uh, Tony Sukar or Tennis Sukar. It rounds out the 24 extended squad. Now, largely with these trials, we have a bigger squad and um, you'll see quite a few players get a run and get a few minutes. Um, let's, uh, what do you, how do you want to do it, mate? Do we we'll work our way top to bottom and Yeah, i comments so. about I'd say so. you want to see? I'd say so. so. So, look, Charlie Staines at fullback.
1: Yeah, that's not a surprise. No surprise. Yeah. Laurie's obviously, you know, it's tipped that Laurie will get the starting position to um, come round one, but he's also in the Indigenous camp at the moment. So that's his trial run. Um, so no surprise there.
0: Yeah, and I think um perfect opportunity to, to see Staines um have a run in that starting that starting fullback position and just see how he goes. I guess he between as you said, between him and Laurie, they're the two that have been run in that position over the off season. So this is his opportunity. Um and then we'd assume Dane gets through all stars okay, fingers crossed, touch wood. Um he'll probably probably get a run in that second trial, you'd think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'd yeah. say like more to the point, like, yeah, can't remember if you actually mentioned it, but you probably did. The second trial is more of a what the first grade side will look like. So, um, yeah, we, we dare say that if he pulls up unscathed through the indigenous round, he'll uh, at the indigenous all stars game, he will be there, um, next week at number one. We dare say,
0: yeah, yeah, Tim seems to be the scuttlebutt out of the club that he's going to get first dibs. Um, on the wing, on first wing, junior tupo.
1: Yeah, he's been there before. Um, you and I both agree that um most likely Mamalo and Noffa will get first crack. So, you know, I I'd really like to see more of him. Like I think that he has huge potential. It's just you know, last year I would have said are we the right club to bring that out of him, but you know, with Sheenzy back and everyone really. Harping on the the pathways and the junior development. Maybe yeah, maybe he gets a bit more um he progresses a bit more this year. Yep.
0: Uh definitely an athletically <clears throat> gifted um young man to say the least. But he's only oh, I think he was nineteen last year, so that'd make him nineteen, turning twenty this year, I'd assume. So still still quite young. Yep. Um AJ Capoa, we know what we get with AJ Capoa. Yeah. Uh, same thing, still quite young. I think that. He made quite a few mistakes as he was learning his craft, but I started to like the look of him over the course of the last year. He still had a, like a silly mistake or two in him. um. But I just, I found that over the course of the last year, he started to become more and more of a solid first grader.
1: Yeah. And when he first came into like first came and grade with us, he was put on the wing and you and I both agreed. He, the, his size, his structure and I guess the way he plays was so much more suited to a centre position. So it's good to see that they're sticking with that and not going, oh, we'll just put him on the wing.
0: Yeah, he's an out and out centre for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of these backline players, generally speaking, can play um, a couple of the other positions at a pinch. They're footballers. Most of them are able to, but... um, yeah, I, I think that some people have, or most people have specialist positions that either they've played simply specialist because they're suited or because they've played most of their footy there and he most have, definitely seems to be a centre. Yeah, I'm just going to agree. Number four, Tommy Talao. So, big fella. Um, he's back from, what would it be now, just about 18 months since he's laced laced on a boot in a match. Did he do it in the preseason last year or did he do it in training? He did his in the final round of twenty
1: twenty one. It's that did his in the preseason, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the last round of twenty twenty one, and sat out all last season, and uh, yeah, a bit of a fairly long road back.
1: Mm. Yeah, a lot longer than than a lot of ACLs, isn't it? You know what? Yeah.
0: Well, to be honest, it's, it's a similar time frame to um, when I did mine ten years ago, um, and that wasn't by design. It was just similar, similar in that it was a mid-year injury, sat out the following year, and then started the following year afterwards. So, it's a generally a long layoff for a rugby league player. They these these days tend to get them back around that nine-month time frame, depending on how the games and the season lines up. So, it just I think it just worked out that way. He he probably could have played. I think we had word that he he was able to play in the last four to six weeks of the season last year, but being that it was a bit of a dead rubber of a season, the way it was going, I think they just made the decision to keep him on ice for the long term. Um, But by all reports, he's, um, he's flying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard he's training the house down and um, working really closely with Benji. I've heard. Hmm. So, you know, that's, um, that's very interesting. So.
0: He's someone who I I, I kind of forget what he, what he brings. I know um, intellectually what he brings As in, I can forcibly bring up the memories of, and footage of him playing, but in terms of a feel for a player that we get when we're, we're watching them throughout a season, or we've seen them regularly. And recently I've lost the feel for how what Tommy Talao is as a player. So I'm, I'm excited to, to see him back in a few games again, hopefully getting through and, and the injury issues are behind him.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm keen to see him back in a Jersey. Um, a lot of people don't know that he actually started off as a 5'8". Uh, so he's got the ball skills and, you know, um, put him out and give him a bit of space. Maybe he can prove something again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it would be exciting to see him back. So speaking of ACLs, as a um, we're known for Achilles Segways, uh, next one, next winger, I should say, is uh, Liam Scolari. So Liam Scalari is a uh, West junior that has come through. And set out last season, as far as I'm aware, I, I think he actually did his uh, either the start of last season, New South Wales Cup or flag, or he did it pre-season, similar to Blaw. We had a really rough run, um, and I think he was one of them. And so he's going to get a start. He, I would compare Liam Scolari to a Josh Mansor early career style player, um, Probably like, like, a, a, like a, a early early Kotrick style player. So, um, uh, solidly built, uh, uh, standard height, decent size, um, aggressive, um, yeah. He's he's not your, I guess, long, tall, lopy winger. He's not a Israel Folau athletic fleet freak style winger, but he's he's re- relatively compact. He's solid. He's quick, and he's aggressive. So,
1: would you compare him to like a, a Justin Carney?
0: You know that, that build, I don't know if he, I recall, Justin Carney played for the Roosters. the Roosters,
1: yeah, he played for the Roosters in the NRL, yeah. made a name for maybe, him. yeah, the
0: maybe player. like Shannon Hegarty esque in some ways, yeah. You no, know, that's that similar, just hustling, bustling, hard to tackle, <laughs> ants like you know, spiders on him, sort of, sort of bloke. So, um, anyway, we'll see a bit of him on Thursday. So, hopefully, he comes back and uh, hits the ground running. Tristan Riley is a, a name I've mentioned at number six. In the last couple of pods, not in the most glowing terms. Um, so Tristan came across from uh, the extended Waratahs squad in Union, um, and I think he didn't play for Randwick. I'm not sure what club he played for in A grade rugby. Um, had a had a few starts with the Waratahs. I don't know whether he was currently with their extended squad or if he was he was currently cut, as in he played a season or two beforehand. Anyway, came across, signed a top thirty. As a centre primarily and debuted last year, got a run in New South Wales Cup in a handful of games. I don't know that the side was going particularly well because the first grade squad was going pretty average. Yeah. They uh, been decimated by injury and, and whatnot. We had people missing left, right and centre. So New South Wales Cup squad was stripped and that was up. He was trying to relearn the game. I think he played league when he was a junior. So I don't think he had the best really start in as a centre, uh, but they've been running him at 5'8 in the, in the pre-season. And I don't have any feedback on how he's going, so yeah,
1: I didn't even know they were trying him in full Yeah, so I, mean, I
0: guess yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, proud Indigenous fella, Tristan. So he hangs out with um with Dano and the boys and that, and um, yeah, it will be interesting to to see. It'd be good. Cool. It'd be good to see see what he's got. See if he has have some playmaking ability or whether they have just popped him in there um as a I guess a, a stopgap. Like a center filling as a stopgap. Yeah, we'll see. Brendan Wakem. So, you know, we've seen a little bit of Brandon Wakem, NRL experience, obviously, playing at halfback. Be good to to see a halfback play halfback, which would be nice. Um, I mean, short of him signing last week. Was that just last week or the week before, perhaps? The week before, I think. We wouldn't have actually had a a proper halfback being able to start in this first trial. So uh, at least we've got a substitute in there that can fill in and be be interesting to see how he goes yeah sorry didn't realize that was a question thought that was rhetorical (laughs) um thought it was no it was more it was more of a statement but i opened the floor to you yeah yeah
1: it'll be um like we like you said we've seen what he can do at an nrl level he hasn't set the world on fire if he did he would have been probably retained by the bulldogs or signed somewhere else but um Yeah, it's good to, like you said, have a halfback in the halfback position. Not have, uh, I guess, a, uh, I don't know, just uh, someone just to fill that spot while we, you know, train someone else or build someone else into that position. But yeah, I'm very keen, like, just back to Tristan Riley, I was just thinking about it then. It was like, I remember vividly back when Chrissy Lawrence was coming through he played a couple of games of 5'8. And I don't know, it was Gus Gould said it. And Gus Gould compared a lot of players to Laurie Daly or Brad Fittler. They're the only two he ever really compared anyone to. But he said that, you know, he's he's strong and, you know, plays a lot like Laurie Daly and everything like that. So, you know, that's a center playing at 5'8. It'd be interesting if it's that, that's more of what Tristan Riley brings, is just that ball running strong 5'8 coming to mm-hmm. the play. So,
0: which is, which in, in many ways is that's Adam Dewey, Jack White and style. Yeah. Bigger body, they're runners first. Even Dylan Brown for that matter. Like they're all different, but mm. yeah, we'll see. Um, big Steph, Captain Prop. What do you what do you think? Let's I'll I'll put it this way. What do you think Steph is hoping to get out of this season? I think he's compared, compared to last.
1: Well, first and foremost, I think he wants to stay injury free.
0: Yeah, I agree. that,
1: that, that extremely hampered his season last year. Like You know, he didn't – he was – like, what we saw in 2021 from Steph, he wasn't able to replicate that within the first rounds, but he started getting a feel for the game again, and then he got injured, and then he never really recovered. Yeah. um, And then it was
0: the same thing of going, well, we're not going to bring him back for two or three weeks at the end of the season in a dead rubber of a season. So there's quite a few players in that category.
1: Yeah, and like you could tell how committed he was to playing, uh, being healthy, and playing a full season with us. Being the fact that he had the opportunity to go play for Samoa mm. over in the World Cup, turned it down. Said no. Nah. Tonga, I think. Is he, I
0: think he's Tongan. One he of them
1: is he? I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, playing for Tonga, um, and he turned it down, and he mm. wanted to focus on to his get himself rehab right, rehab and his rehabilitation. Um, yeah. But I think he would also probably make it his mission to cement a starting spot. I think mm. that, that's something that'll be a big um, achievement for him if he can do that.
0: Yeah, well, look, put it this way. Um, <coughs> he's one of the top three props that will be picked, one of the first three, whether he's the second out of three or the third out of three is how they want to play Joffa, in my opinion. Yep. David Klemmer is the first prop picked. Um, yep. And then it's whether they are thinking Steph's right to start or Joffa's right to start in eight or in 10, sorry. And the other the other proposition will be whichever way Sheen's and crew want to go. Um, last couple of days, I've just been thinking that Clemmer and Joffa to start with Steph coming off the bench, isn't a bad option. Steph and Polo, Um no, so,
1: but so you mean 12 would
0: miss out? Yeah, possibly. Or they play a third prop knowing that Joffa could then move into uh, possibly lock or even back up second row rotation if needs be. So, um, yeah, there's a few options there, but yeah, yep. I like the idea of having Joffre and Clement and to start with Paule and, and Steph on the bench. Um, well, just yeah, just, just the punch, the punch you'll get out of those two off the bench will be unreal. It'll be like
1: back when we had Gavey and um, Tapau Bash Brothers. Yeah.
0: yeah, except less one-dimensional and actually um, with motors and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, that one-two punch, I think it could be, could be pretty great to be honest. Uh, Jake Simkin in nine, we sort of know what we get with Jake Uh, work in progress. Hopefully he's continued to develop. I I really like him as a hooker. I think that he is, I think he's keeping Talon De Silva's hooker seat warm um, until he arrives on the scene, but Talon's only turning 18 or is 18 this year. So he's still a good three, four years away from playing regular first grade, particularly as a starter. So, um, Jake could be with us for some time. He only resigned signed last year, I think. Um, yeah. So I think he's with us till the end of twenty twenty five anyway. So he's still got another two years after us. So, um, and it may even be the case, to be honest, that he takes over Appy's mantle when Appy wraps up, um, and then Talon is Jake's backup, and then Talon takes over from Jake. So, yeah, yeah. So everybody sort of thinking us included last year when talking about it that you know he might be on the way out. Um, I think the time frames are gonna marry out pretty well that he's definitely in the club's plans. So I, I like what we're seeing, Jake. I just think he needs to develop a bit more of a uh multi-dimensional approach to his uh to his hooking. So a bit more pass deception, uh <coughs> maybe add a add a kick as well. Yep. Um awesome runner and awesome vision and tough as nails. I, th- so. I think
1: personally he is an awesome runner, He has, does have good vision. I think he's he's still young in the fact that he second guesses himself a bit too much. So yeah. you can tell you can tell sometimes the way he looks up, the way he wants to have a scoot, that mm. he just doesn't trust himself so he passes and offloads it when sometimes that's the right option to do. Like you get those confidence players, like obviously your Appy's, you know, your um even your pharaohs back in the day and things like that. That it was just that confidence to know that even if you make the wrong decision, you back yourself.
0: Yeah. And he's still gonna work. Oh, I definitely agree. The body language I think with that shows shows. Um, I think it's one part age, but I think, and your brother all love me saying this, um, mm-hmm. is I think that he was very wary of going against the game plan, um, a magic coaching regime, which seemed very simplistic and very um all the one complete the one percenters. Yeah. So probably de coached in terms of taking those risks and backing himself in those situations, which I think was probably one of his strengths. So um, his pointy edges were probably flattened out a little bit over the Majors coaching tenure is the way that I sort of read it a bit. So hopefully he's encouraged to back himself and Benji pumps his tyres up a little bit over the next couple of years because I think – I don't think – I know. He's he's a really, really good hooker. I, I rate Jake Simkin a lot. We
1: we both are big fans of Jakey. So,
0: hmm. um, Asatasi James. So no. I don't know if you know much about him. He's played a fair bit of New South New South Wales prop yep. last year. Um he got a in him too. He's got a pretty decent motor on him. Um he got a liking him too. I'm just I'm just trying to find something to make a comparison to. He's a pretty solid, solidly built fella, Polynesian boy. Um goes hard, so big impact. I think of Asatasi James. I don't know about his motor. I don't think he has a Fenua Pollet Steph style twelve motor. Yeah, we've got a couple of props with big motors in our in our club. Um, you can add, actually you can add Joffer and um, Clement at that mix. They all get through big minutes. That's yeah. that's a good thing for our side. Um, but yeah, big impact, high impact, big solid, strong, um, strong fella. Uh, bends the line, big line bender from what I've seen, especially in New South Wales Cup. So I think that's exciting. That's um, good. yeah, so we'll see. It'd be good to see him have a run. Uh, Brandon Tumorth, yeah, you've got
1: like to be first, fun second
0: running. row, Brandon Tumorth, yeah. And like I said to you before, um, I'm only passing on what I've heard, but a lot of good judges have said that he's a very decent player. He's not particularly oversized as a second rower, he is only young, so he's probably still got a fair bit of growing to do. Um, and a bit unassuming in how he looks. He doesn't you look anything described,
1: hey, you know, who you just described, then. Liam Fulton.
0: That yeah, is you who
1: you just described.
0: Yeah. Uh, but don't know, he's playing like, yeah. Yeah. In terms of particularly how they look, you know, and you, you, you'd, I would assume that you would think the same thing about John Bateman if you look at him, you know, same sort of deal. Nothing particularly physically impressive just on face value, but that doesn't make a footy player, obviously. Um, Term is a competitor. He's hard. He's still growing. Um, he's got a good offload on him and i think he's just um again i think he's just tough as nails and he's played plenty of representative football i don't know if he's an australian schoolboy i think he might have been but he definitely played under we well, played flag flag origin last year and did pretty well for them um so yeah big raps, re-signed last year that was a lot of toing and froing they were pushing it for quite some time and i think getting him to top offering him a top 30 spot this year got him over the line so he's re-signed for the next two seasons as far as i am aware this season and next. So good to see him. These younger guys, as we start to see them, whether it's trials or first grade, seeing them in games on TV is going to be much better because me in particular, um, but you yourself as well, you know, we're trying to piece some of this information between, um, you know, uh, observations of other people online, um, cross-correlate that, you know, uh, sitting down watching some Magpies highlights or even some full games where possible watching some junior football highlights and that sort of stuff. And um, it's not always the best indicator of where somebody's at or what the development is like, but um, better than nothing. Exactly. Other uh, second row, we mentioned before, a bit of a funny one in that his second row is Apollo, but he's a pretty versatile bloke. Anything we are thrown at him, he's been able to handle it in spades. Um, he's quickly becoming one of my favourite players in the current day squad, i got to admit.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. When you say throw out him, he can handle it. Uh, when they put him at lock, I wouldn't say he was fantastic. Uh, he defended well, but wasn't, yeah. wouldn't say that he uh, set the world light. Um, But it, it will be interesting to see him playing a bit of second row. Like, we know what he can do. Like, when you talk about line benders, he's a bloody line shatterer, basically. Always seems to take two or three with him. If you can imagine that on an edge, one-on-one with a halfback, probably could mm. be uh,
0: pretty damaging. He's got really good late like, footwork too for New Apollo Yeah, he does. So if, if he's not coming off the back fence off a hit up, um, yeah, really, really short and sharp, really good quick footwork and really, really fit bugger. Like he's he's solid, but he's just all muscle. Mm. A lot of fast twitch fiber. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. And then Justin Matamua, the big... Next big thing in lock coming through in our grades. He played in the Tigers Cubs trip to New Zealand late last year, Um, which what age group was that? I'm trying to think whether it was 18s and below under 18s, or maybe even SG ball and below under 19s and below. Anyway, it was the Justin Madden show. He just, he just completely dominated this Warriors squad. Um, saw a taste of first grade last year. I don't think he looked out of place to be honest.
1: No, uh, no, he got a uh, in the first fight. Yeah, that was impre-
0: Yeah, how good was that? I'm a um I'm a big fan of Justin Matamua and the reason that he's earmarked uh, in the lock position moving forward for, for quite some time. He's not the only one. We'll get to another one in a second, but uh his skills with ball in hand are something to behold. Um I've seen it in games on TV, um, but yeah. From what you hear and read around the traps, um, he's a very, very silky player, but has the hard edge to match.
1: Yeah. He's, um, I, I hear he's one of Benji's favorites too. So I think Benji's mm-hmm. looking forward to in a couple of years' time to picking him as a starting lock. So
0: yeah. Um, all right, into the interchange bench. And I think the interchange bench basically is just a big list of players, even though they've got them listed 14 to 17 and then beyond, uh, because they've listed four backs on the traditional bench and then you've got a bunch of forwards. So um, first well, one is Jareen Buller. This well, will refresh everybody's memory from a couple of weeks back, Toby. Buller. I was going to say just just before that, in case someone
1: isn't aware of how the preseason challenge works, we have twenty-eight players we could use and unlimited interchange. So you'll like everyone will get a run, but you're just not sure how I dare say they'll probably all get a pretty even run. Just to get Yeah, some...
0: we've only picked twenty-four.
1: We've only picked twenty four. we can pick twenty-eight, which is interesting. Okay.
0: You're right. Yeah, we've probably. only got twenty-four. Both both sides have only got twenty-four. I wonder if they've got an extent like even more to add to that list and it's just not on the website yet. Uh yeah,
1: didn't even put two together with that, to be honest. yes, yeah. uh, yeah, sorry. Um Buller. Yes, this is that the fullback that uh, apparently is pushing Staines and Laurie for uh for a position. Sheenzy's very very impressed with him, very excited about him. I until Sheen's brought up his name, I'd never heard of the kid. But um, you know, is a pretty good Sheen's is a pretty good judge of character. So yeah. uh yeah, excited to see what he brings
0: Hmm. yeah same thing you know and and that's the benefit of these trials particularly with them being televised is that we're able to see firsthand a lot of the names that we hear um i guess for 12 18 24 months leading up to seeing them for the first time so it'd be good to see see him jordan hill is a winger from memory, I, I may have him confused, but I'm relatively certain Jordan Hill is a winger um, with big raps, quick, athletic. I'm not going to say – well, I'm going to say it, but then I'm going to backtrack. Think about a Greg Inglis-style build. Now, that's not speaking to his football ability, uh, but that's that type of player. Um, yeah. in, sorry, that type of, uh, that type of build athletic-wise. And I know that there were a lot of junior coaches. We lost him at one stage. I think he's a Queenslander, uh, back to a Queensland club for a period of time. And I think they worked hard to get him back into the system. So he is back there now. So uh, looking forward to seeing him have a run. I've never heard of him. So. yeah, Okay. Well, yeah. So Buller and Hill, whether they get, whether Hill gets a run on a wing, Buller gets a run in fullback. We'll have to wait and see. We've then got Trey Penny and Josh Felitti. We spoke about Felitti um, coming out of Manly. He's SG ball captain for Balmain this coming season. And Trey Penny is another center, like Feliti, um, who's been in the junior system for a couple of years. Penny come out of maybe the Dragons, I want to say. But I might be wrong there. Um, but yeah, he's been around the traps for a little bit. On a few of the on a few of the Polynesian boys' social media is a too a little bit. I think he's one of the the lads that likes to play a bit of b-ball. Shoot a few hoops.
1: Yep. Yeah, I've seen him on the um West Tiger's socials. So yep. yeah. Um again, All right. I know about Josh Fleedy, like we we talked about him a little bit in our first few pods. Um Penny, never heard of him. So yep. need to do I think I need to do a little bit more research about my uh pathway players.
0: Yeah. That's good fun reading, but sometimes <coughs> sometimes you gotta sift sift through it and like I said, yeah. You, sometimes you're trying to collate information from a Bunch of different sources that always aren't well aren't always the most reliable so look we'll know more when we see a couple of these players on thursday um so number 18 here in the reserves this is a name i want you to remember i'm going to say it three times faagutu 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 chris faagutu um he has come out of marsden up here in queensland i said Wavel heights Wavel high a couple of uh, weeks back coming out of marsden high school um Australian schoolboy Lock, starting Australian schoolboy Lock. He's been in our system for a couple of years while he finished school. Uh, He's now down in our SG ball um, to start with, Magpies team. Uh, Won't be long before he's in flag, in my opinion. He's 18 years of age, turning 19 this year. Um, Chris Fogutu is elite. So um, I would mentioned it in a conversation today. As far as heaping expectation on Forwards, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best junior forward in the club. Um, And I've heard, I've heard, yeah, and I've heard um, a few other people say the same thing. So I haven't seen him um, play. I haven't sat down and seen him play full games, uh, but just from all the footage I've watched, all the all the replayed matches I've watched, highlight systems, and just from what other people are saying, the buzz around him, um, he's a special player. So think. And again, not speaking to the trajectory of his um, career, but think Jason Tamalolo in terms of type of player. Um, Wrecking ball, quick, um, hard, hands, the whole lot. Um, Actually, Denning Denning Kemp, Loken Abad, did a reaction to his highlights package a week or two back. Uh, That's worth watching because... He provides a lot of commentary on it, and you can see a fair bit out of it. Um, yeah, and he as well formed a similar opinion. Chris Fargutu. Don't nah, forget that you one. Have
1: to, you have to watch that bloke in a bar. Yeah. That actually would be interesting.
0: Yeah, um, and he's a lock too. So he might be, you know, him and Madame Amur might be, it um, might be forcing in years to come a way to get them both in the side. He's that good. Don't be surprised if you see him on um, an NRL Interchange bench at some point this year. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and he just finished school. Uh, Sioni Vahu, no idea. So, number 19. I've read his name once or twice, don't know the position he plays. Um, I have a feeling he's a forward, but I can't. I don't have any information on him. Uh, Zane Kemro is a halfback. Oh, half. He's a half. Uh, Whether he's on any given day, he plays halfback or 5'8. Uh, was in the junior system up until I think he played Harold Mats, and then he went across to the Knights for a year, and then the Tigers have gotten him back, and he's playing. I think he's playing Flag this year, um, or with a view maybe to to play Cup. I have to wait and see. But um,
1: for yeah. our that aren't quite aware of the levels, can you explain the difference between SG, Flag, Harold Mats, all that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, um, Harold Matthews is under 17s so up to up to 17 um you have you then going to SG ball which is your under 19s and then jersey flag is under 21s you can play in those competitions if you're eligible um, so players that are of age under that age can play in that competition um if you are good enough you can play in flag if you're 18 and you can play in flag if you're 17 um, i don't know that there's limitations on that um, and then obviously you go going to New South Wales cup. So that's a relatively tiered system as you would move up in the age levels, but obviously depending on the ability of said player, um, it's whether or not they follow that traditional progression or not. So you have Harold, Matt's seventeens, SG ball, 19s Jersey flag, 21s New South Wales cup NRL. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Zane Cameron was a half. Yeah. He was with us when he was younger. Um, Mats, as far as i'm aware went to newcastle um and then we got him back he landed back with us and he's in the system so um i've heard that he's pretty good i haven't heard anything outstanding i know we haven't exactly been clamoring to say he's an heir apparent like we have the likes of Talender silver and stuff in hooker so um yeah i actually haven't seen um saying camera play so i can't comment on him
1: yeah i can't
0: say I've ever seen him play either. Uh, I've heard of him. Yep. Yeah, I've never seen him play, so. So the final four that round out who are named are Sione, Fainu, Runa, Alex Seafarth. Probably don't need to come out on Seafarth. We know what we're getting with him. Yep. And Tony or Tennis Sukar. Um, uh, Tony Sukar, as far as I know, is Jersey flag captain or co-Jersey flag captain. He's a forward. He's a prop. Um, very Alex Twelve style player, as far as I know. I think he's also Lebanese. Um, same, as, same as Twally, so they're probably you know, similar backgrounds, maybe similar similar types of players I don't know for sure um, but the other one I just, I guess we could comment on was Rua, Rua Natakora
1: yep, apparently cheese, uh, me too yeah,
0: yeah, what you saw a little bit of him, or we saw a little bit of him in the trials last year,
1: and then I saw a little bit of him in the New South Wales Cup before he got
0: yep. in um, he broke his leg it was the last season. Yeah. Look, I.
1: Uh, that's it's a big call to say that you know he's like Brandon Smith, very similar, but it is the truth. Uh, he even the way he runs is very similar to Brandon Smith. Like you, you think about the way that Brandon Smith runs, he's very low to the ground. He uh, it hunches a little bit sometimes. Um, obviously, just center of gravity or to duck if he needs to. But um, yeah, that's another player that, like, we're talking about. Madamur playing lock, um, you know, we he could even force his way because of his versatility. Yeah. So yeah, I think
0: he's played both. He's played lock and um, and hooker. He could even do, a, to be honest, probably a Ruben Cotter style role. The way he plays, high impact, uh, and just plays like small prop. Yeah. Small hard prop. Um, I think that that is definitely a position or a style of selection in this day and age in this type of game that, that works quite well the same way that brandon smith has been named at prop on one or two occasions i think it does work in certain situations um yeah i'm excited to see what real can what he can do by all reports um he i think he was a captain of Fleg a couple of years ago um so he's a leader well respected well well um well a very respectful young man i like real because he tucks his shirt in <laughs> I'm a big. um <laughs> Just funny, it stands out just on the training paddock, um, and even in the match as well. Nobody tucks their tucks their jersey in, so it's funny. He, he does stand out. So hey, why would you? Oh, back in the day, everyone did it. Was socks up, jerseys in, but yeah, um, socks up is still a thing, and, you diff- know, different story this day. And age. Socks down, you know,
1: shows respect yes. for the colors you play. But I like it. Shows an,
0: it shows an old old school um humility. Excellent. I like it. Um, and then Sione Fainu. So Sione Fainu out of Manly came across about 18 months ago out of, I think he's the eldest of the famous Fainu brothers of which Latu is their gun five, eight coming through in SG ball this year. Um And he is an absolute weapon. This is Latu Fainu over at Manly. We've got Sione who's a prop as far as I understand, maybe prop comes second rower. Probably. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned his name, I think last week, um, I haven't heard any particular special raps. So I haven't heard that he's killing it or going terrible. So we'll, we'll wait and see. I think it's yeah. just, another, just another forward. So, yeah, we'll be able to see what he's got to offer. So yeah. looking at the time there, I get confused with daylight saving times, but I'm assuming 5 p.m. is New South Wales time. So for those up in Queensland, we'll be 4 p.m. Is that right?
1: I read it was 4.30 p.m. Queensland time. That so might be kick-off, coverage.
0: yeah. Yeah, so coverage might start at 4, at four and then kick-off 4.30 or 5, 5.30 in New South Wales yeah, it, and beyond.
1: It starts off at 4.30 on KO, so... Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, all right, well, there you go. Well, it'll be good. I'm excited to see the football back. Um I'm so excited. I think I might be watching this particular game on delay. I might, weather permitting, I might be on the golf course on Thursday afternoon, so we'll see how we go, but nonetheless um, we'll most definitely be uh, be watching this game with um, well excitement to be honest, um, but a, a perfect example to be able to watch a bunch of names excuse me that's in our that are in our system uh both those that have blown in recently and maybe have a bit of experience and those that are up and coming so yeah it's always good to see yeah, don't would... expect miracles
1: no. No, well, it's trial. Why would you expect miracles in a trial?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so and yeah, look, trial, regardless of the result, trial form means little to nothing. It, it, you know, that is so true. It's nearly become a cliche at this point. But um, mm-hmm. sometimes teams go out there, particularly to try to make a statement, and that doesn't always doesn't always mean a whole lot at all. I can so,
1: probably, I can probably count on two hands the amount of trial games the Storm have won. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah,
0: and that speaks volumes, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely does. Probably the most dominant team of the of the NRL era, very easily. All right. So they cheated for four years, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, who's nobody's um, nobody's hanging on to that. Maybe Parramatta fans.
1: Uh-huh. Speaking
0: of Parramatta, there's a young man over there. I can say, young man. <coughs> Is over there, you? oh, he's well and truly younger than us. Uh, by the name of Mitchell Um and he plays uh, halfback for the Parramatta Eels. Now he, um, he is technically able to negotiate with other clubs, and he's been technically negotiating with the West Tigers or Parramatta to resign us down to two clubs. We've been speaking about it almost ad nauseum the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's fantastic. You're on there, Toby um forgot you're on stream for a moment but that's all right um and we said last week that come this podcast we both thought he would be signed he's not we were both wrong we were we were both wrong um any updates in the last week not from my sources
1: and my sources are nowhere near as extensive as yours
0: Uh, Believe me, I've been trolling the interwebs left, right and centre to try to find something. Give me something, Mitchell. But not a whole lot is coming to fruition. And now we've got him giving statements at press conferences today and people are trolling through his body language and the things he says. And was he trying to allude to this and that? And bottom line is he hasn't made a decision. He hasn't signed with either club, but he did say today that he wants it sorted out prior to the season, which makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I it's funny. We were, we were talking um last week and all indication was uh we did look like we were in the box seat. We looked like he was going to make the the money decision and move back for a lot move back over for a lot more. But then basically as soon as we got off air and you know, I went just scrolling through some some chatter and some Sources uh, apparently he'd already he's already re-signed with the Eels. He just hasn't announced it. So who knows what's right and what's wrong anymore?
0: Yep, and that was, uh, I guess, late last week. Um But then that chat disappeared because we'd heard that I oh, he was out a week a couple of weekends ago, and you know, told the boys in the squad that this is via three or four Chinese whispers that oh that he's he's staying then that disappeared. And now in the last couple of days since the chat has become stronger that, um, the feeling is that there was a deal done last Thursday out at Concord at Tigerland, and that they're just trying to organize, uh, possible early releases and maybe some monumental trades to make that happen. So in the, it's back in the Tigers court. So yeah, it goes without saying that at this stage, it's all speculation. I'm a little bit exhausted and over it to be honest, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, So I think at this stage, we just sort of sit back, kick back, and know that, you know, what, in about three weeks or so, we should have an answer one way or the other, if not beforehand.
1: Yeah, well, and then there was also the fact that he was, uh, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, it might have been the tennis or the cricket, I can't exactly remember, but he was in a a box seat, and there was just talks of him, you know, meeting a fan, but he was arm-in-arms with Brooksy in the box. So there's speculation there. I'm like, they're just best mates who caught up for a game.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's what everyone's been reduced to. And that's what happens with these types of signing circuses, particularly when players lately, like they tend to do, they just put it off and put it off rather than just biting the bullet, finding the best offers and going for it. But
1: yeah, exactly. he'll make
0: a decision when he makes a decision and they either will sign him or we don't.
1: Yeah. And then the, the, the other news that we keep harping on about is uh, JB coming over. And finally getting on Australian soil, now apparently all the news is saying that he actually had surgery over in England and he's waiting to recover from that. Um, did he broke his hey, foot or something like that?
0: No, he had an old ankle syndesmosis injury, so it's a high old high ankle sprain
1: okay. that people
0: were speculating might have been a problem. He was carrying it a little bit through the uh, World Cup and had a small bit of treatment at the back end of last year to get it sorted. It's got nothing to do with it. It's, I think people are just looking for reasons. The bottom line is they've just been trying to sort out his visa. Um, by all reports, he should be on his way uh, next week. Um, and when I say by all reports, that's from Instagram snoopers that picked up the fact that a couple of people that had tagged him in some, some things that he'd done have said that um, all the best for your trip next week back to Australia. So yeah, um, Like, like I said, in a in a pot or two ago, I fully expect him to be here around the time of that second trial. I don't think he will play in it, but I think we'll be here mid-Feb and we're still on track for that.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, it's not as if he's not keeping fit either. I follow him on Instagram and he's, uh, training the house down. So yeah, he's got to obviously get over here and gel with the
0: boys. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll, that'll take a bit of time, but, um, as Sheen said last week in an interview, he's here for four years, most likely. So, you know, a couple of weeks of preseason in that first season in the long term, playing the long game, doesn't really mean anything. Here and now, we want our players here for this new exciting season with these new recruits and a new uplifted squad. But, you know, the second that we get sort of two or three weeks into April, we'll forget all about the fact that he was a couple of weeks late.
1: 100%. But hopefully for a good reason. Hopefully- yeah. Not because
0: we're drowning in our sorrows, or hoping to sticking back on a plane home again. <clears throat> yeah, I don't to think wait that. and see. I don't think that. Yeah. One. Uh, all right, mate. So uh, let's just jump into um, a bit of a finisher for us here for Thursday. So with the trial match, um, give me three. We went through the list. Give me three names that you you are looking forward to seeing something out of, and what do you want to see specifically out of those three? Who are you tuning in to watch on Thursday?
1: First one's Buller because I want to see what he sees in him. I want to see the hype. Yeah. The second one is actually um, is seeing Tommy Tilow back. I want to see how he goes. I want to see how he recovers. Yep. And actually, the other one is uh, Tristan O'Reilly. I want to see how he goes at five eight. Tristan three. So, yep. Who about okay. you?
0: Uh, I agree with Tommy. I'm, I'm keen to see Tommy Tilow back. Playing again, yep. um, I'm keen to see how he is physically. He's had, you know, a year and a half to get himself back right. So I don't expect him to have any, any lag or any post ACL issues. At least physically, maybe mentally, but at least physically, I expect him to hit the ground running. So I expect him to look pretty good. Um, I'll let you have have Buller. I'm keen to see him a little bit. Um, but I'm actually keen to see the second row pairing. So I want to see how Pola goes in second row to see if he holds up. Yep. Out wide. Uh I think his skill set's going to transfer. I'm keen to see it. But then likewise I'm keen to see Tumith in um in a starting role in a game that I'm watching, uh live telecast. Yep. Um so that's three, but I, I guess I, I cheated and I combined the second rows. No, so, no, you're out, you're done. <laughs> so the last one is um my man Fatagutu, so I'm keen to see him have a run. Um in a West Tigers jersey and, and see um, you know, televised uh what he's got to offer at this young stage of his of his development. I've talked him up a bit now, so yeah. I guess better. i probably have to put him in that list.
1: But yeah, no, I'm just oh, I'm so excited to watch again. Like you, I'll be watching it on replay. I um yeah I work nine to five, so can't really do much about that, but I'll be watching it on replay. Um yeah, super keen just to, ah oh, see some footy again. Mm. I was even tempted to watch the broncos wingham game on the weekend,
0: but uh, did you have to have a share after that, yeah. having thoughts like that?
1: I, I, I could bring myself to do it.
0: Ah, oh, how horrible!
1: Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind watching the uh the Dolphins' first game too.
0: Yeah, actually, I agree with that. Definitely, I'm keen to see them. I, without having them officially joined the comp yet, having played a game, I'm a bit of a soft spot for them already. Yeah, me- a few family family links and stuff, and I hate Brisbane. Broncos, so yep, yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll route for them.
1: Yeah, I think you and I are both in agreement that that's our, uh, that's our local team. Yeah, um, they'll take the the place of the Tigers, but even though I threatened
0: it last year, yeah. Uh yeah, you trying- were in the, you were in the name Dolphin Boy at one stage. You were, you never were, but you were that close to throwing in the towel from oh, was so West Tigers at least for a little while. Yeah,
1: but I yeah. think that's. You know, it was only the first year of the podcast last year. that Listeners don't know. That's pretty much me at the end of every year. (laughs) So,
0: well, at least in the last decade anyway, eh? Exactly. this year, we might have something else to smile about. Oh, fool's gold, false hope, as they say. No, this year has a different feel about it. Absolutely. Different feel, different direction. And yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready to rock and roll Thursday. I'm going to be really excited for Thursday. Um, and that's a really early game, so I'll get home, do what it needs to needs to be done, um, put the put the kid to bed, and um, yeah, sit down and enjoy watching a bit of footy.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And um, it's funny that you said it has a different feel about it this year. Uh, I don't know if you read that article from Brent Reed. He uh, he's drinking mm. the Kool Aid as well. So yeah,
0: he's drinking that black, white, and gold Kool Aid, ready. That's right. Yeah, eh, Reid is funny. I, <laughs> I, he's in the Buzz Rothfield section with me. Some of his hot takes are just so bad, but they're um. No one can over. Anyway.
1: No one, no one can overtake Buzz with the amount of shit that comes out of his mouth.
0: Oh, mate. But if Reid is pro Tigers, I love him.
1: He's great. Brent Reid. Oh yeah, Reedy's stuff. He's great. Like watching Paul Gallen play for the Sharks, can't stand him. Watching him play for New South Wales, loved him.
0: Oh yeah, same with Greg Bird. Yeah. like i said different shirt hate him yeah different shirt love him yeah he's great Uh, mate it's going to be fantastic so thursday the 9th of february we spoke (coughs) about savings issues at the start of the season so make sure you don't miss it but i'm sure you'll be able to watch it on replay on ko if um you have access to it if you don't what are you doing it's cheap go and get it it's great ko's wonderful uh, so 4 o'clock Queensland time, I think coverage starts. You're saying games 4.30. I'm assuming games 5.30 then in New South Wales or for our friends across the Dutch. I don't know. What would it be? 7.30? Yeah, two hours, I think. Yeah, so um, very, very exciting. I'm very excited. I'm pumped if you can't already tell. Uh, make sure you tune in. Public service announcement as always, folks. If you got us on YouTube, like, subscribe. You know the drill. Um, it all helps and it helps you know when we're dropping our episodes but generally speaking we're on a wednesday unless Toby forgets to upload like we did last week we're a little bit late but yeah. you know uh okay. what do they what do they say um absence makes the heart grow fonder so i'm sure everybody was sitting there with bated breath waiting for last week's episode when it finally dropped same with the facebook page make sure you hop on tiger town podcast can't be too hard to find growing all the time uh comment Interact with us with sharing Mitchell Moses non stories lately um, and letting you know when all the uh, episodes and podcasts drop Uh, as we've been doing a little bit lately as well. If you haven't checked out the other two much bigger West Tigers podcasts, they are absolute beauties. There's West life or West life, sorry, West life um, podcast. Josh and the boys over there. And we've got the West Tigers podcast uh, very straight to the point name that one. Make sure you check those, those guys out. They do wonderful stuff. Um, that's it for us for this evening, mate. Number four, episode four. The last, the last, um, what will we call this the last pre season podcast before football starts back in some capacity? To an extent, sure, to a degree, right? Yeah, trials of footy long season to go, but that's true. Long season, too. Long, season. We should, what we should say this is the last off season podcast. There we go. Done. I like it. Yep. You get away with words, my man. Last know, off-season know. podcast, is just about to come to a close. <clears throat> so, uh, find a TV set with KO on it on Thursday the 9th of February because you're going to want to sit down and enjoy a couple of the young fellas run around. I've been Zach. He's been Toby. What do we always say, Toby? Uh, go the Tigers. Go the mighty Tigers.